Good morning. Good morning. Today is January, the fourth year of our Lord, 2024, <gasps> and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. All right, let's go. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Oh, good morning, saints. We're going to sing a, a messianic song. Um, love this song. It's been a long time since I've done it. So, so I'm going to sing it in English, but part of the line is going to be in Hebrew. And uh, But you'll know because I'm going to sing it first in English. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, eternity's only King. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, if word brings on me.
Amen. I remembered all the words, right? You did. Yeah. So important. Oh. Hey. Baruch Shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You say, what did Brother Scott just say? You can turn it off if you want to. Not, not just. Thank you, Donna May. It is a beautiful song. It, I love, love, love that song. Well, I got a lot of new lights. We got new lights right here. I feel like I'm staring into a headlight. I'm a deer staring into a headlight right now. The Lord Jesus, Yeshua, looked over Jerusalem and he said, You shall not see my face again until you say. We say in English, Blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch Bashem Adonai. So, Jerusalem will turn back to the Lord, but it's going to be during a time of terrible, terrible trouble. I hope you're praying for everything that's going on. And uh, I'm continuing to pray. This is one of the things I do. This right here is, a, is a, from Israel. This is actually, this necklace is made out of shrapnel from one of the missiles from Gaza. And uh, some sweet friends gave them to us. Not this time. Not, no, not lately. But back when we were at Messiah Conference and they had come over from to be there from Israel. And I love to grab it and hold it and say, Lord, bless Israel. Lord, help Israel. Lord, give wisdom to the leaders. You know, because we're believers doesn't mean that we think everything Israel does is right. By no means. But we do believe the prophecies of Scripture. And we do believe that God promised a land to Israel. And we do believe that God said in the latter days that he will bring his people back home from all the nations that he scattered them to. He will bring them back in. And if you study it closely, you will find that the Lord will bring them back in unbelief. And then in a great time of trouble, will begin pouring his spirit out upon his people. And it's happening even today. So we just want to praise the Lord for all he's doing. Okay, let's jump into the Bible study. I didn't mean to talk so much. Proverbs 28, we got to verse 10. We ended with verse 9 yesterday. So let's jump over here. Yes, amen, Kay, innocent people in Israel and in Gaza. There's so many people. You can't help where you're born, right? You can't help where you're born. Sometimes people say, Brother Scott, were you born in a barn? Yes. <laughs> no, not really. I was born in a hospital. But I like to say that from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> I said, me too. I was born but Yeshua was born, was born in a barn. Was born in a barn. So Amen. Uh, but you cannot help where you were born. And, and people are born and they grow up in terrible situations. You know, and this is another thing I was thinking. I can't happen. I'm talking a little more. But, you know, it's like Ukraine and Russia. And someone said the other day, I was listening, they said, Young men are killing each other. Sure. Young men are killing other young men that they have nothing against. They have nothing against them at all. Young men are killing other young men because old men are making them do it. You know, it's the hatred that older people have and the lust for power or greed or religious uh, 
religious expeditions, whatever you want to call it, the older people talk younger people into going out and slaughtering each other. And it's just a terrible, terrible situation. It's a difficult situation. And so, yes, we pray for the innocent on every side of every war. <sighs> May God's will be done. Verse 10. Let's jump over here. Here we go. Proverbs 28.10. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. Uh, so just like Yeshua said, blessed are the pure in heart, you could say blessed, uh, woe unto the tempters. This proverb is a proverb. It's a general proverb against those who lead into temptation, those who cause others to stumble. You know, this is a terrible thing to cause other people to stumble. And we think just about the one who stumbled. But it's not just about the one who stumbled. It's also the one causing them to stumble. That's a bad, bad, woe unto them who lead others into sin, who lead others away and lead them to go astray in an evil way. Now, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, the Brit Hadashah, there are many many different scriptures talking about this. I, I thought about one I would turn to in Matthew 23 where Yeshua is teaching, Jesus is teaching, and he says in verse 15, he says, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Yeah, Jesus, Yeshua, he spoke about hell quite often. And he said, whoa, this is like his third woe to the scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Hypocrites means actors. It literally means pretenders. You religious Nazis, you religious fakes, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Now, it's bad. Evil people, wicked people, it's bad. Leaders that are wicked, that's bad. In my opinion, this is Brother Scott's personal view, I think the worst kind of evil is the religious evil because they dangle heaven and hell over people's heads. And they, with the promise of heaven, they, false prophets, false teachers, false preachers, that don't know the truth, lead people astray. I spoke quite a bit about this last Friday on our Fear Not Friday. You know, when I was talking about why I love it, the MJAA and, you know, why you got to be careful who you listen to. And, and because, listen, these people, these, these scribes, these Pharisees, these hypocrites, the Lord is saying, whenever you make a convert, you, you go out and you convert people and you bring them under your teaching and you make them twice, twofold more a child of hell. In other words, it's going to be twice as hard for them to get saved as it is for you. Now, would Jesus save them? Would Yeshua save them if they turn? Of course he will. And yes, you've got the Joseph of Arimathea and the Nicodemuses. But for the most part, religion has a way of hardening a heart and keeping truth out. 
That's why I'm so against uh, the exacting of traditions as if they're scriptures. Okay? As I say over and over and over, tradition is good. Tradition can hold a family together. Tradition can hold cultures together. Tradition is good. But when you start teaching tradition like it's the Word of God, and you let those traditions keep the truth of God from coming to you, that's awful. And so there's all kinds of different forms of those who lead people astray and lead them into evil. And uh, they're going to end up in a pit. But the blameless will inherit good. All right, let's go back to Proverbs. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Now, the if you could uh, comment, um, you notice uh, yesterday the... the thing I'm putting the scriptures up with and today the thing I'm putting the scriptures up it's two different things and I would like to know which one you guys like better which is easier for you to see on the screen because I know that some of you are doing this Bible study on your phone some of you is doing it on your computer and others are doing it on the TV so if you'd let me know I'd like to know which one works better for you because it doesn't matter to me which one I use the one I used yesterday put the scriptures in a white bar all the way across the screen and so maybe you could go back and look at it. You may even go, I don't know what you're talking about, but others may have paid attention. Verse 11, Proverbs 28, 11. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. This is another proverb that is just saying, you know, it's better to be a, a wise poor man than a foolish rich man. It's just another one saying the same thing. Wise in his own eyes, riches have a way of um, causing people to think too highly of themselves. Uh, I have seen it. I have seen it myself. Uh, you ain't even got to go too rich. Just do start doing really good in life. I've seen people go from humble, loving servants of God to start doing very well monetarily monetarily, and start acquiring. And next thing you know, they're just different. It's just not the same, you know. I'm not saying they're a bad person, but they're just not the same. They don't care about people the same. It's like something about that accomplishment starts giving a self-sense of pride. And this is what this is talking about, a wise in his own eyes. Start, you know, man, I got it together. Uh or something. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. But I have seen it with my own eyes happen, and people just are not the same as they used to be. So, a rich man that's foolish and wise in his own eyes is worse off again than the poor who has understanding. Verse twelve. When the righteous rejoice, there is great joy, but when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. No, I put out here beside this, like I write little notes. I put out here. Uh, great party. <laughs> so you think about when the righteous rejoice, there is great glory. Everybody wants to celebrate. When the righteous are celebrating, everybody can join in and celebrate because it's going to be awesome. But when the wicked are throwing their party, you probably need to run and hide because men hide themselves. Even wicked people don't want to be ruled over by wicked people. You know, and I, I don't know why, but when the wicked arise, and I thought, 
rejoicing and throwing a party. My mind went to the old westerns. You know the old westerns when everybody's having a big party and all, they're on the street and they start shooting up in the air and somebody always getting hurt, you know. When the wicked arise and start throwing their parties, you need to go hide yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the way I see it. I don't know if that speaks to you or not. Verse 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Now, here we just read in what you would call the Old Testament, Old Covenant, the Proverbs, uh, a New Testament principle that we know throughout the New Testament, right? Confess your sins. This is what James teaches us in the book of James, chapter 5, starting with verse 14. It says, you know, something like, is there any suffering? Let him pray if, if any is happy, you know, let him sing songs, any rejoicing, let him sing songs. If there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he's committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. And then it says, I think it's verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confession is a good thing. He who covers his sins will not prosper. This is a New Testament uh, principle of confessing and forsaking sins. You think, oh, I didn't know that was in the Old Testament. Yep, it is. You're going to have mercy if you confess and forsake. Now, that being said, as we say, this is a general principle and it's truth. You need to get it out. You need to confess it. I say this often. This is one of those proverbs you can preach a whole sermon on. I mean, you can give point after point after point. What does confession look like? Confess to who? Do you need to be careful who you confess to? <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, when it says confessing your sins and don't cover them, nobody needs to go around um, just telling everybody everything that comes into your mind or everything you think, right? It doesn't mean, okay, but we have a tendency. It's, it's our... Or the guilty conscience, you know, the God conscience that you have causes you to feel guilty or, or I say guilt, conviction over thinking things in the wrong way or doing the wrong thing. It doesn't take long. The closer you walk with the Lord, the quicker it is too. The, the Holy Spirit will quicken within you and you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I had too harsh of a tone there. Oh, Lord, help me. I don't want to go there. I don't want to think that, whatever. Uh, so confession, there's all kinds of teachings that you need on confession as well. I teach also you have to be careful who you confess to. Uh, you, you know, you can, you need to confess to people that you can trust. Some things need to be confessed publicly to everybody. Sometimes some things. Some things you need to confess to the Lord and to people that's close to you. Because people can turn around and take your confession and then destroy your life with it, right? So, like I said, you can preach a whole sermon on this one little verse right here. Verse 14. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So this proverb takes always reverent and pits it 
as an opposite against a hardened heart. And I wrote down here, all culture, our culture needs to be taught to show respect. That's something that we're losing in a culture's big time is showing reverence is, is, you know, showing proper respect in a culture showing respect. Lisa and I, you know, we've raised our kids and we've taught our kids or tried to teach our kids show respect. When you're speaking to an older man, say, yes, sir. Speaking to an older woman, say, yes, ma'am. And then we live in a culture now, you know, our kids might say, yes, ma'am. And people go, don't call me, ma'am. Don't say, sir, to me. I ain't nobody, sir. And it's this whole, our, our culture has been permeated with this lack of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a good thing. Nope. I don't think it helps anything. I think you need to learn to respect the police officer and the sheriff. And the judge, and the parents, and the grandparents. That is a good thing in culture, and I got Bible to back it up. The Bible backs that up. Respect is a good thing. And the opposite of that is one who hardens his heart. So, you know, having respect, a culture that loses respect for each other. You remember, you know, I've talked about this before, but when... I don't know. I, sometimes I think women wanted that to fall down, but has that really been good for there to be even no respect for like for women? I remember the days when men opened doors for women, and it, it you know there was a time when I was a kid when a woman walked in a room, all the men stood up. You said, "Well, that's silly." I think it's not silly to show honor and respect for people. Yeah. The Bible says to honor others better than yourself. And I don't think it's good for our culture that nobody respects anybody anymore. I don't, now, can you respect people too much? Can you put, yeah, of course you can. Of course, you can think too highly of people. That's true. But but the opposite isn't good. Then we, we, we raise a whole culture that has no regard for any kind of authority. No, you know, we have... And this really, it happens in the colleges too. You have no authority, no regard for law, no regard for the laws of our land. And it's just not been a good thing, guys. This has not been a good thing. And it's hardened the heart of our culture to leave off respect. And you say, how can you fix it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But at least, at least in the churches of the living God, people should be taught respect. You know, the Apostle Paul said, teach the church, teach the disciples to see the older men as their fathers, the older women as their mothers. In in the assembly, young men, you should reverence, you should have respect for all the older women women of the congregation and the older men of the congregation. Have respect for them. When I'm around Brother Charles that's on here, I have respect for him. I love my brother and I want to honor him. Amen. It's, and it also says respect and have honor for the younger women. Boys, look at the other women, girls like they're your sisters in the church. And girls, look at the boys like they're your brothers in the church. Until until the Lord pulls one out, you know, and you mate for life, which is a wonderful, blessed, godly thing. But we're supposed to see each other as a family and have respect for each other. I know my time is coming on. 
But that's a, that's that's a probably a pet peeve of Lisa and I. Would you say, Mama? <laughs> yeah, Miss Turner's Miss Miss Peggy says I'm gonna throw this up here. This is a, a dear older sister, a mother of the congregation. Listen to her. If didn't show respect when we were kids, we didn't. We get it when we got home. Right. Next time we would do better. <laughs> I love that, Sister Peggy. Amen. I love that. <laughs> it hurts. You know I got to. Oh, come on, buddy. Come on. We're done with the Bible study. What? Lisa wants to say something, then we'll have prayer. It just hurts from the heart. And I know it's like, I say it over and over again, but the thing is, people aren't doing their kids any favors by not training them. They're not. And I know it takes work, and I know it's hard, and I know we've got too many distractions, but these kids are growing up with with <laughs> without respect for others or themselves, mm. without the ability to control their emotions because they haven't I mean that's something you have to help train baby will pitch a fit mm -hmm. yeah. you know and if you just let them do that then when they grow up they're big whiny babies who pitch fits and this is what's destroying our culture see we don't think about the root we don't think about the root causes of what well, all we see is you know we fuss about what's happening in the youth today and how disrespectful and how they have no honor for law and no honor for police no honor for right and wrong but it starts because the culture is is taught that all it matters is you you are all that matters and that's not true the culture you live in matters your neighbors matter other people matter and and now when you and, and when that is just that pitch in a fit that it's okay to do that, it grows up, and you just become an adult who pitches a fit and can't be ever satisfied. All it, When you have a society and all anybody ever cares about is them, that society's going down the tube. Oh, yeah. You must care for other people that you live around. You must have respect. You know, you respect other people's land. You respect other people's homes. Yes. You respect other people's families. But anyway... And the, the, the main problem is we've gotten away from God's ways. God's ways, yeah. Yeah. And because that well, is what's really the root of it is is rebellion. I mean, and we I would just say, refuse to do it God's way. And a lot of people claim, you know, ignorance. A lot of people hadn't, so they didn't know that was God's way. Well, if you didn't know, but you know now, repent. Right. Turn around, change it. Yeah. You know, and if people don't know, it's because those of us that do know aren't sharing like we need to. Well, well, praise the Lord. That was good. Amen. 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 Let's uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy, your love, and be with us the rest of this day. And uh, may you receive glory and honor out of our lives. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our, our Father, Father, who art, art in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Ah, right, shalom, family. Amen.
See you later. Bye.